Hey, hey, people of Earth, it's time to enter the Spoilerverse via our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. If you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcaster, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us and leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I am Johnny Horsley. Today on the show, Moss sits down and chats with Adam MacArthur, who plays Yuji Itadori from Jujutsu Kaisen from HBO. And this guy's pretty cool, man. Not only is he a voice actor on various cartoons and shows and animes out there, he is also a Kung Fu master. Talked about his martial arts background and so much more. So without further ado, let's just get into this and listen to Melissa and Adam in their own words. Spoiler Country, and I'm Melissa Sercha. Today on the show, I'm excited to welcome voice actor Adam MacArthur. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Awesome. I am doing great. It is, uh, it's been a very busy week, and I'm so glad to just like take a moment and connect and have an awesome convo. Oh, awesome. Yeah, me too. It's been a busy week as well. It's funny how we're you know, in a pandemic still, but yeah, I feel like we're busier than we were before. <laughs> it's definitely, <laughs> I agree. It's definitely a weird, it's like, I'm not leaving more, but I'm doing more in yeah. my house. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like being home is like having us create more projects and more work for ourselves. You totally. know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a new rule of work only happens in the office and not like in the living room. I don't want it to just, you know, I don't want it to spread everywhere. I want, I want to keep it where it belongs. That's smart. (laughs) Good idea. I'll have to try that. And mine's in the living room, of course, and and everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Smart idea. (laughs) Well, you have such an interesting career. You're a voice over actor and also, but you're a martial artist as well. There's such a dichotomy between the two, really, when you think about it, right? Like you have the voice stuff, which is all just, you know, standing place for the most part. And then you've got the martial arts stuff, which is very physical. You know, how did you, how did you get into voice acting? Because I, I read that you had been doing martial arts since you were young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the two of my earliest memories were wanting to do martial arts and wanting to be an actor. I don't know where these things came from. I've literally, <laughs> I, I, I just say I was born wanting to do these things because my earliest memories are wanting to do both of those things. I finally was able to start acting when I was 16. My parents put me in an acting class. I started martial arts when I was 11, nice. but yeah, I sort of fell right away into voiceover. I did a lot of on-camera commercial. I did some independent like movies. I grew up in Northern California. So in San Francisco, I did some independent movies and stuff, but really, I mean, I've always loved cartoons. Voiceover was really sort of where I wanted my career to head. And thankfully I got started right away up in the Bay area. And then I moved down to LA in 2003 and again, sort of just picked up where I left off, got an agent right away and started, started working. Yeah. Yeah. Now has your study and 
like practice of, um, cause you do Kung Fu, right? Mm-hmm. Kung Fu and Judo were my two like base martial arts. That's where I started. Yep. Oh, cool. Awesome. Now has that played a no pun intended, but has it played a role in your, you know, your acting mm-hmm. career at all? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Actually my, so my martial, my Sifu, my martial arts teacher, his son is, plays a huge role in my life, mentor, teacher, friend. And he always took me under his wing and gave me a lot of special attention and a lot of special training. Nice. And one of the things he always said to me was somebody has to book these jobs. Someone has to do this. So it might as well be you. And, you know, through martial art, like tough, rigorous martial arts training, you know, you learn perseverance, you learn what it's like to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, in certain situations. All of these things <laughs> have helped me stay in this career, live in Los Angeles on an individual like job level, like, you know, booking each roles it's helped. But overall, I think, you know, one of the hardest parts as an artist is not just buying into the whole starving artist thing. Like, yeah. oh, I have to, you know, I have to like put everything I have into this and it's all or nothing and all this <laughs> stuff. I just never really subscribed to that. I figured, you know, I could have my cake and eat it too, <laughs> I guess right. you could say. <laughs> but yeah, a, a lot of the wisdom, a lot of the philosophy from martial arts has definitely been applied to my life and my career as an actor. And I, and yeah, I mean, perseverance alone is, people always ask me like, what's your piece of advice for somebody who wants to be an actor? Um, I always say, just stick with it. Yeah. Cause if you're here, the longer you're here, you're going to meet more people. Finally, someone will be like, oh yeah, Adam, he's been around a while. You know what? Let's, let's bring him in for this audition. And then you don't get it. And they bring you in for another one. You don't get it. And then they bring you in for another one. Cause now they like you and they know you that you're reliable and you're going to do good work. And then you get one and then, you know, you start your career. So yeah. Perseverance is is huge. That's cool, and I'm sure it teaches you a lot of discipline as well, which goes along with all of what you just said. And 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 I know you know I have friends that are in the business, and you know being nice and likable and polite and reliable is really you know speaks volumes. I think in that industry. Yeah, it's a uh, look. Every aspect, whether you're doing voiceover, on camera, movies, TV, whatever it is, it is a massive collaboration. You are working with a team. This is a team sport. So you have to do things that set your teammates up for success, which means you make them look good at their job. So if you're walking into a casting office, you got to make them look good. They brought you in. So they're putting their neck out for you, which means you got to make them look good to whoever they're reporting to, you know? So yeah, it's, I, I really, I will say like, I feel like my career took a turn and leveled up when I started thinking of it like that, when I started yeah. thinking of it as a team, as a team, you know, it also helped because I, I don't have anxiety auditioning anymore. It's not like I'm worried how I'm going to look. Am I doing good? Am I, you know, am I right for this? Whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's I go in with the mindset. All right. How can I make whoever brought me in? How can I make them look good? What kind yeah. of choices can I make to make them, you know, make them shine? And it's, yeah. It's a, it's a, sort of a refreshing take on it, I think, for myself. Mm-hmm. I agree. It really, yeah. Really leaves a lot of pressure, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective, and I haven't that's yet. I haven't heard anyone, you know, look at it quite like that. So that's really, really cool and interesting, and a really good piece of advice for anyone listening. You know, that's wanting to break into acting. That's a good way to take the pressure off yourself as well, so you don't get that anxiety. Totally. Yeah. 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 
Now I have to ask, of course, because, you know, of your martial arts and you have acting experience, have you ever, because I, I didn't see this listed, but have you ever done any stunt work or have any interest in doing stunt work? I haven't, I haven't actually done any stunt work. Oh, okay. Hold on. I take that back. There was one time, <laughs> there was one time I did some stunt work and I booked a state farm commercial. This was, I mean, this was a long, long time ago, but I booked a state farm commercial where essentially the commercial was, I was pulling up to the front of an apartment complex. I was driving like a old Honda Civic. Okay. I pulled up in front of an apartment complex and I check my hair out in the rear view mirror. I pick flowers up off the passenger seat, <laughs> clearly establishing that I'm there for a date. I open my car door and a van drives by and knocks my car door off. <laughs> and then the, the shot is of me leaning out of the car, like, uh Oh, and then it's like state farm, you know, we protect you when you're an idiot, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I did my own stunt in that commercial. I'd like everybody to know that. Oh, um, cool. <laughs> yeah. I sat in the car, uh, while the car door was getting knocked off, my my agents and managers at the time reamed me for that one, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, what's funny is I actually think I remember that commercial. Really? Amazing. Yeah, it, they, showed, they showed it a lot. They did. They showed it a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good job. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have a lot of friends who work in stunts and it is, man, it is an incredible part of the industry. And I think it's a much like they don't get as much recognition as they should for what they do because man, you have to stay at peak physical condition all the time. And you're putting your body and your health on the line for work. And so, yeah, I, I, I mean, deep down secretly, I would <laughs> love to do stunts, Yeah, um, but I just, I also just don't want to get hurt. I've been, I've been hurt, you know, throughout my martial arts career and mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, getting old. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like, well, you know, as far as, well, not maybe doing stunts, do you have any um, interest in doing like live action films where you're using martial arts, you know, but you have stunt, you know, totally. doubles, of course, you know, like yeah. you see, you know, a lot of movies now it's so popular in mainstream, you know, commercial blockbusters, you've got things totally. like, you know, Fast and the Furious and they're yeah. all using different types of, you know, mixed martial arts. Is that something you, you would be interested in as well? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm actually, I'm producing um, and acting in a short right now for a, a short film competition with some friends of mine and it is going to be, it's going to be very action packed. So okay. yeah, definitely. Definitely. So the, the only other thing that I've done with martial arts on camera was another commercial and it was for AMPM, like the mini mart. Okay. And uh, I was pretty much like making fun of martial arts. So it wasn't what I had always hoped and dreamed of, but uh, here we are, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, it's funny as I saw on your, your Twitter, you, uh, it made me laugh so hard. You said something about Cobra Kai that it should be called Cobra Cry, you know, because yes. of the nostalgia uh, aspect. And I just literally <laughs> busted up laughing because it's so true. I mean, you watch that. I watched the movie when it came out and, and now watching the show, it's, it's great, right? I mean, it's just so, just reminds me of, you know, the old days. <laughs> I mean, for whatever reason too, you know, like going through a tough year, like 2020, being stuck at home, like there was something so comforting about watching Cobra Kai for me where it was yeah. like, I mean, the, the Karate Kid literally, the Karate Kid, Power Rangers, Three Ninjas, Surf Ninjas, like these movies defined my childhood. <laughs> and so getting to watch Cobra Kai and the nostalgia and stuff, literally anytime they flash back, I'm sobbing on my couch watching the show because yeah, <laughs> because same. I'm so ridiculous. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And I love, I love how they've switched everything around to like where Johnny Lawrence is, you know, the hero now. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay. And and they're so good. I mean, when I first, when I first started the, the series, I was like, oh man, it's kind of like these guys haven't acted since, <laughs> since right. these movies came out. I was like, Ooh, yeah. what's going on? And then, you know, like every episode after that, I'm like, this is intentional and it is amazing. And I love every second of it. Like, uh, I, I, I hope that I, at some point get to meet these guys. Yeah. Uh, well, you could be on the show. I mean, with your background, I mean, you know, you heard it here first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to try to get you on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Totally. Um, well, now getting, you know, getting back to your voice acting, you know, what is, what is the biggest challenge with being a voice actor for those of us who have no clue how to, you know, do any of that? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. What's the most difficult part? I mean, again, it just sort of takes a long time to get your footing in this industry. It's a really sort of tight knit industry. You know, the people who have been in it for a long time are on a lot of things and they're really well known because they're incredibly talented. So, you know, breaking into the industry is, is, is difficult. But again, if you're here for long enough and you're constantly practicing and getting better, but on just like a technical level, mm-hmm. it really depends. It really depends on the job. There are so many different parts of voiceover and the voiceover industry. You know, a lot of what I do is promo, I'm like mm-hmm. voice of the Disney XD channel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of it. That too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. You know, the anime that I'm on right now is dubbing. So it's like, you know, a project, a show that's originated in another country, you're bringing that over. So you're dubbing that. There's so much that goes into that. I would say the hardest part is probably going into a project with very little information. This happens often because the process for a lot of stuff that requires voiceover, video games, cartoons, all this stuff, the turnaround time because of how much work goes into it is pretty long. So, you know, like I have stuff that I worked on a year and a half ago, two years, that's not even out yet, that I still can't talk about that by the time it's announced, I'll probably forget that I was even on it. My agent (laughs) will be like, Oh, Hey, don't, don't forget you were in this. And I'll be like, I was, Um, (laughs) but those projects are kept under such tight wraps that when you go in, you're really heavily reliant on your voice director and sometimes that's tough. You know, you have to, it's sort of like blind faith. You have to trust that they're using the tools that you're bringing to the table to get what's going to service the project the best in the end. And you might not have any idea if that is the case or not. So for me, that's been, that's sort of been the hardest part is, you know, finding myself in those moments and just letting go, having fun, giving them a wide range of options and, and hoping that it, that it works out. That's cool. Well, and speaking of the video games, you've done, you know, voiceover work for two of my favorite franchises, which is Final Fantasy and Far Cry, um, among others. Yeah. So how is how is that different when you like, do you approach it differently when you're going in for a video game versus rather, you know, a television show? Yeah. Well, what's really cool right now with video games is they're so cinematic and the acting required for video games is actually really similar to what you would find on camera. So it's, you know, it can be more subtle. It's a lot more grounded. It's, you know, not typically super cartoony. And yeah, video games are crushing it. They're telling these amazing stories. So, you know, and again, especially video games. Video games are probably the most secretive of all oh, yeah. you know, different areas of voiceover. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So it is, you kind of just got to bring, 
improv helps a lot with video game work because, you know, being confident in improv skills brings an, you know, you bring an openness to the project and to the session and all that. So you're allowed to, you allow yourself to play, to find things, you know, when you're delivering lines that you might not have context for that can ultimately give them different options down the road when they're putting together this giant thing that (laughs) all the individual components had no awareness of the other and you need stuff to work together. So yeah. 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 It's cool. It it, it is a little different, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Cause well in the video games, there's like the speech options, you know, where, you know, the character, the player interacts with the character and then there's, you know, three or four different, you know, options that the character can respond with. So I'm guessing you have to record all those different possibilities as well. Totally. Yeah. That's the, that is the nice part of video games is <laughs> typically <laughs> when you're working on a video game, you're working multiple sessions and, you know, thankfully a lot of these jobs are going through the union now. And yeah, the, the rules are taking care of the actor's vocal cords. Cause a mm-hmm. lot of video games are super strenuous, uh, strenuous and uh, hard on your vocals. So yeah, but yeah, their video game sessions are fantastic. Yeah. How, how many hours do you typically spend like currently right now on your current show, like per day recording? Oh man. Well, I'm on two shows right now and hmm, one of them. Okay. So one of them I record probably about four hours a week. The other one, the other one, but that will be a weekly thing through like May. Another one is 10 episodes and they're trying to get them done quickly, probably in five weeks. And I'm recording about 12 to 16 hours a week on that project. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a lot. How do you keep your your voice protected? You know, your vocal cords? Like, what is your kind of regime that you do? Yeah, for me, the thing that affects me the most or helps the most is sleep. I just have to make sure okay. that I'm getting good rest and my body has not betrayed me. <laughs> it, <laughs> right. it is. It has uh, healed me and helped me overnight. I mean, I had, I definitely have a... Most of what I do is sort of in like a youthful range. So I'm not necessarily getting too like deep, deep and gruff and growly, which can be really damaging and hurtful. And I've, I've done so much stuff in the range that I work in that I don't know if it's like, I've got giant muscles on my vocal cords or what, (laughs) (laughs) what, but, but yeah, typically, unless there's a ton of yelling, which sometimes there is, it's not, I I don't struggle too much with that, but if I don't get a good night's sleep, that's when, that's when stuff starts, you know, I start noticing things. So I always try and make sure after a strenuous session, um, you know, getting, getting myself some good rest. Lots of rest. Okay. That's great. Yeah. It's important. You got to take care of that. If that's like, you know, your tool, your career, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you're, so let's talk about your current, uh, one of your current shows. You're the lead on Jujutsu. I keep wanting to say Jujutsu so bad. (laughs) It's Jujutsu Kaizen. (laughs) Yeah. So Jujutsu Kaizen. Kaizen. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was like, let me not butcher this name. And that's on HBO. Tell me what that show's about and who you play. Cool. So I voice the main character of that show. His name is Yuji Itadori. It, this show is an anime. So it's from Japan. Brought over. I am the, the English dub of Yuji. And oh man, this show is incredible. So if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't really like anime. Maybe you do like, if you, if you like anime, you've heard of Jujutsu Kaisen. If you're thinking about trying anime out, I highly recommend this show. It's sort of got everything. It's, it's this like supernatural horror comedy. It's got elements of everything. It's what's called a shonen anime. So you follow like a hero protagonist, but basically Yuji, Yuji is just a good boy. He is this sweet kid who 
whose grandpa passes away and he promises his grandpa that he'll always help people. And that's basically his driving motivation through this crazy world where we have sorcerers who just like these normal people who have powers and are basically trying to exercise curses that plague the city essentially. So there's so much more. This show is, it's like, the, the beauty about anime is the stories are so rich. There's so much, like you get backstory for each character. Mm-hmm. The lore is really rich and full. Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. So I highly recommend checking it out. Yeah. It's on it. And like you said, it's on HBO max, but it's also on Crunchyroll, which is an anime streaming service. Nice. Yeah. I don't know much about anime, but I have, you know, watched it from time to time when I was younger. And I did watch, you know, the first episode of your show. And I thought it was really engaging, like right away or hooked, you know, into the story. And it's very visually beautiful as well. You know, the art direction is absolutely gorgeous. You know, so, so what was that like, you know, collaborating with all of these, you know, and you were dubbing and, you know, it's this existing show. And so did you get to work with any of the, the original, you know, creators of it? Or is this just sort of like you, you got the rights to it? I mean, how does that all work? Yeah. So dubbing's really interesting. So no, I don't, I have not met the creators of the show. I haven't met any of the original voice cast. You know, thankfully we have things like Twitter and stuff like that. And so yeah. you try and connect with these people who you all have this like similar tie, but no, basically, you know, when they, when they send a show off to be dubbed in whatever language, it's sort of taken on by whoever licenses it here. So Crunchyroll licensed Jujutsu Kaisen, Mm -hmm. and then they're responsible for producing the English dub. And it's, it's uh, honestly, it's been really interesting. The process has been interesting and it's also been very challenging because there's so many different elements that go into making dubbed anime dubbed anything really good. And it's hard. It's really hard. You have to not only translate stuff that, you know, it's almost like trying to translate inside jokes and make them make sense for a broader audience Mm -hmm. and give them context, but still have to match timing and how the mouths are moving and stuff like that. It's, it's a really hard. So I couldn't tell it was dubbed to be honest. I had no idea. Cool. I mean, yeah, the, the, the writer of Jujutsu Kaisen, as far as like the timing and all that stuff is doing a fantastic job. And that's, you know, also where the voice director come in, comes in and, you know, you have to tweak things. And when I'm in the booth, what's different between this and say like an original animated show where I'm like creating the character or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're working on like a current series or something like that is I am watching what I'm, so I have a script in front of me, but I'm also watching the scene. So I have to kind of keep my, my eyes on my script as well as looking at my character. So I'm timing out and then just filling in whatever line it is to the right timing. So then, you know, they can shift it around and the engineer helps a lot with that too. If it's not quite like lined up, but you pretty much have to make sure you're saying everything in time and, and all that. So yeah, it's, it sounds it's, really hard. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it totally is. And yeah, a lot of the people who are um, putting this one together are incredibly talented and have worked on many, many great shows. A lot of my castmates are f- fantastic, incredibly talented actors, KG Tang and Ann Yatko, Robbie Damon, so many, so many more, but yeah, these people are are insanely talented. I I feel very very fortunate to be in such good company with these with these fellow actors and and industry pros. Yeah, and it seems like a pretty big cast. I mean, just in that one episode, I saw a lot of different characters. Yeah, totally. That's a, that's another thing about anime is there there is no shortage of characters. And if you just watched 
episode one, by the time you're in like episode 13 and 14, there's like, there's probably three or four times as many people. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> in, fun. Yeah. That's fun though. It's like yeah. Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> totally, totally. But it's also cool because they take their time and each person, you learn about each person and what makes them unique. It's so fun. It's so fun to get into anime. I mean, I, I came to anime pretty late in life also. And yeah, some of the stories are just so incredible. You know, one of the things that always stood out to me about animation was you can tell stories that can't be told in live action. That's essentially why you use that, you know, format. That's why you use animation and anime like took that and like ramped it up one more step. Like the stories that are being told are incredible. There, there are animes at this point that are on top 10 or top 20 lists of greatest shows of all time, including live action shows like breaking bad and all that. Wow. So yeah, I highly, I can, I can give you my recommendation list, but Jujutsu Kaisen is, is definitely a really good one. Yeah. And it's, it's really popular. I mean, obviously it's on HBO, so it's, you know, a lot of people are seeing it and how many seasons are there so far? So far we're just, we're in season one. Yeah. So far, yeah. So far we're just in season one and yeah, I haven't heard yet what, what will be happening. However, you know, it's all based on the manga, which is like the Japanese comic books. Mm -hmm. And that is super far ahead. So there's enough material here and it's, you know, the manga is going to be continuing. So I would assume there's going to be more, but I don't know. Haven't heard yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have yeah. to just, you know, keep watching. Keep an eye. Yeah. yeah. Keep an eye out and stuff. So the other show I wanted to talk to you about that you're really well known for is, you know, Disney XD's Star versus the Force of Evil. Where you played Marco Diaz, which yeah. is a huge, you know, fan favorite. I to this day, people yeah. still love that um, character <laughs> and that show. What was that experience like and and how how did that like change your career if it if it did at all? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, Star was my first like big series regular role on a network TV, you know, network channel and all that. It was a total unicorn experience. It was amazing from the time it started till even now. It's still amazing. I'm still I still am so thankful every day that I get to, that I have gotten to work on that show. That was, it, it was just cool. The creator of the show, Darren Nefsey, she's amazing. You know, something she did from the very beginning, like a lot of people who worked on star and the crew, their jobs on star were a promotion from wherever they came from. Wow. So everyone was kind of starting off on this like foot of just like being lifted up and it was a total top-down experience, meaning like, you know, that just trickled down to all the areas of the show. It was, it was like, <laughs> it's so hard for me to describe how amazing of an experience was. It was like bottled joy wow. going into my sessions every week. And everyone was amazing. All the directors of the individual episodes, the writers, even the studio we recorded at, this amazing studio in Burbank called Out Loud Audio. Cool. They're fantastic. So yeah, I, I think... You know, I think anytime an actor gets a show, uh, a four season show that was relatively popular under their belt, it helps. <laughs> it yeah. can help their career and stuff like that. I mean, I had a lot of amazing opportunities. I got to travel and, you know, do lots of different conventions and appearances. And, oh, fun. you know, arguably that's how I am the current voice of Disney XD. I was, we were doing marketing for Star. So I got to meet all of the marketing team for Disney XD. And then, I was able to get an audition to be the new voice of the channel. Wow. And, you know, I'm still doing that. I'm still doing that to this day. So, you know, yeah, it definitely changed a lot of things. I feel like Disney is like my family. 
yeah. you know, all, all the people we just recently had, we had a, through CTN, we had a star versus the forces of evil reunion. And so we over zoom, of course, Okay, um, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we all got together and it was just like, I don't know. I, I, I love these people that they, they like saying they're my family is not an understatement. I, I feel like they're my family. Oh, that's nice. It's yeah. nice that you have that kind of camaraderie. And even though the show isn't on anymore, you're still keeping in touch and still hanging out. Totally. Yeah. If any of them were like, Hey, can you do this for me? Or, Hey, I have this idea. Can you, I would literally drop anything and help any of them at any moment because they're all just so sweet. So yeah. sweet. Such great people. That's yeah. so cool. And it must be interesting, you know, to be the voice of, of Disney XD and, you know, like that's your voice when there's stuff being announced and, you know, it comes on. Does that like weird you out? Do you like forget sometimes when you're watching? No, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It doesn't weird me out at all. It's sort of like, I mean, I sort of take this like big brother approach, even on my social media and stuff. Like when star was on, like I had a big brother sort of vibe with the fans even where, I mean, I like to mess with people and joke and like poke at them and have fun but ultimately it's just, you know, I, I really do just genuinely love everybody and want everybody to have fun and be happy and all that stuff. So it's sort of like the same, like, I mean, because it is me, you know, it's my normal voice, like the more announcery version, I guess you could say, but, <laughs> but it is like this sort of big brother sounding, telling you what's coming up next <laughs> on the show. So I don't know, it kind of just leans into, to everything that, you know, I started yeah. across the board. Yeah. That's cool. Now is that the type of job where you record a bunch of stuff like ahead of time and then you've got a break from them or is it an ongoing thing where they're like, Hey, we need to come you to come in next week and do this. Yeah. It's an, it's an ongoing thing. So basically like anytime they cut a new promo for a show. So like, for example, I just, I just this week did like four different spots, you know, spots oh, meaning wow. like commercials or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did four different spots for duck, the DuckTales finale. So DuckTales is ending on Disney XD. They're having a big 90 minute series finale. So, you know, they cut a bunch of different promos to, to put out there for the marketing and all that stuff. So yeah, I'll just get booked in. The The cool thing about this one is I was actually doing these from home right before the pandemic. So I was already kind of doing them from home, but these are quick little, usually like 15 or 30 minute sessions, but I have a few a week and yeah, it just depends on whatever, whatever they're marketing at the moment. It could be like, you know, around the holidays. It could be something for the holidays. Yeah. A new show that's coming and yeah. That's fine. I mean, it sounds like you're so busy, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you've got so much going on. My hat's off to you. Thank you. First of all. And then you mentioned you, you have another, you're on another show. So can you tell me about what the other show is that you're on? So I actually cannot tell you yet. Yeah. Again, it's one of those like voiceover caveats. I can't tell you. I don't even know if I can tell you where it's going to end up. It's going to be it's going to be on a streaming service. We'll okay. say that. Okay. Um, that narrows a, it down. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually a live, it's going to be a live action dub. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be, I, I don't really, to be honest, I don't know what else I can say about it, but it's a really heartwarming, charming show that I'm very excited for people to watch. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good one. That's cool. Do you, can you tell us at least like when it'll be announced or or when it'll be released? If I knew, I would tell you, but I don't yeah. know. I'm just an actor. They don't tell me anything. <laughs> right. You're just the actor. You're I'm not just the actor. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you know, I was looking at your TikTok, which is hilarious. And, you. well, and you've also got like a badass, you know, martial arts video where you're on the, like a wire. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. With the sword and everything. That was really cool. Me and my boyfriend were looking at it last night. He was like, oh, awesome. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but so do you think the voice acting, because, you know, TikTok, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't really get it. But uh, a lot of people do a lot of that dubbing on there where they're yeah. talking over, you know, like a scene from a movie. Have you done anything like that on your TikTok yet? I haven't done anything like that. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out I, the the stuff that I've had that's kind of gone vi- viral has all been animation related. So I'm probably going to have to, I think the way TikTok sort of like corrals people is whichever video kind of, you know, hits its stride or goes, you know, quote unquote viral on there. If you keep making that kind of content, it sort of helps you build your audience that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there'll, there'll be some more, I have some other idea, like some other voiceover themed ideas coming. So okay. yeah, that's, that, that's probably going to be the, the direction I'm leaning mostly. Nice. Uh, Cause I, I just felt like you would totally like you'd rock that. Right. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. 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 I think you I, do. <laughs> I think it would also, I just think it would be super fun. So yeah, I think it would be, I, I would have a lot of fun doing it. Nice. Awesome. Um, I do want to talk more about your martial arts training. I'm curious. So cool. you know, what, what is it? It's belts and Kung Fu as well. Like in other martial arts, like what belts are you, what level are you at? Yeah. So we have, so in Kung Fu, we have sashes and most of the time for like traditional Kung Fu schools, the school itself will have its own ranking system. So you could, it's sort of similar to like what most people are familiar with, like, you know, black belts and brown belts and stuff like that. The colors are slightly different, but I'm essentially like the equivalent of like a fourth degree black belt in traditional Kung Fu. I have, I have a red and black sash and then I am a first degree black belt in judo. And then I have a second degree black belt in uh, contemporary Kung Fu or Wushu. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Now, have you've competed in tournaments and things like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Many times I grew up in competition. I probably competed heavily until I was about 22 or 23. So it's been a little while. But yeah, the first like 10 years of my martial arts career, I was competing very, very heavily. Okay. And have you have you ever had to use it outside like for self-defense or anything like that? I have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it's sort of a side of me that I don't know. I don't actually really talk about it very often. I think I like, I, I'm a very unassuming person. Like I said before, you know, I like, I like everyone happy and having yeah. fun and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't go around by any means like looking for any kind of trouble or anything like that. But I was picked on a lot in high school. And then even in college, I had a few experiences where, yeah, I had to defend myself and yeah. I, I, I'm very grateful that I've <laughs> that I've had martial arts experience. Otherwise, that those those could be very scary times. I think if you don't know what to expect or what it feels right. like to be in those like fight or flight kind yeah. of moments, you know those situations. Yeah, yeah. I know. I always laugh because you know a lot of a lot of martial artists actually don't look like what you would think they would, you know, in the movies, for example. And it's always the the unassuming, like you said, you know. And I just would laugh when I've had friends, you know, that are, that are pretty skilled as well. And, and they get, you know, if you get picked on in a bar and you're kind of like, well, like maybe take a step back. Like you never know who you're picking on, right? You like, never know. It's That's like, true. Maybe don't be a bully. Yeah. <laughs> That's the message. You never know. This is also why it's really good to just love everybody and want everybody to have fun. Exactly. You never know. You never know. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> so funny. And another thing totally in a completely different direction that I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about is I believe you and your wife have a photo booth um, business. 
Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a photo booth rental company. I started it in 2011, actually before I even knew her, <laughs> I started it. But yeah, I started it in 2011. I wanted to have something that was sort of non-entertainment industry related. And okay. yeah, again, I didn't want to subscribe to that starving artist. So I was like, you know, why don't I just start a business? I can have a, a business that I can run that provides income so that I don't have to stress about booking acting work in order to survive. <laughs> and it would make it more fun to go on auditions, <laughs> right? Uh, less pressure. And yeah, and I've had it ever since. It it We've rebranded and evolved it over the years. But yeah, for the past, gosh, five years, it's it's been called the Booth and Bus Company. And uh, we do photo booths and we have photo buses. So I have two 1970s era Volkswagen buses with photo booths built inside. Oh, nice. So those are super adorable. Very like mid-century chic, super popular. They've got that like California vibe. We do a ton of weddings. We do a ton of corporate events. Pre like COVID, we were doing about 250 events a year. We had five employees. And it sounds like you got in on it right when that... Because it's kind of become really popular, I feel like, in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Sounds like you got in right when it was booming. Yeah, I sort of got in, like, right when they were telling people, like, oh, this is getting popular. You probably don't want to do it. But I was like, eh, no, you're not doing it very good. So I'll just just make sure I'm doing it better than you. And then, thankfully, we've got a great product. We've got just a great system in place. And even though, you know, 2020 was awful for the events industry. You know, we were able to take really good care of our clients because the businesses run in a way that allows us to, yeah, yeah. Able to take care of the employees and all that stuff throughout, throughout 2020. So mm-hmm. I feel, I feel very proud of that. I think yeah. to be honest with you, my, my proudest accomplishment in regards to the business is employing people. Yeah. That, that to me is like, I don't say this as like a pat on my back or a toot my own horn thing, but like when I think about it, it's like, wow, the, these people are relying on me to generate income to help them survive. Like they are, I am their employer. They, I am giving them a job. That is, I don't know why that just like, I'm very proud of that, you know, to be able to create a project product to help people make a living and, uh, you know, provide for their families and stuff like that. I think it's, it's just cool. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big responsibility and it's, you know, it's awesome to, yeah, provide work and, and jobs for people, even if it's on a smaller business scale, which is even more important, I think, for, for small businesses to thrive, especially now. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Now, do you do all the props and everything when you, when you rent your photo or when someone rents your photo booth and they get like yeah, so, the funny yeah. hats and things? Totally. So we, we, I'm like, I'm kind of a prop snob at this point. Like I, I hate feather boas and I hate hats and even masks. So we have like, we have like vintage kind of tangible things. Like I have this like really cool old trumpet. I have like a, like an old, like oversized Game Boy. I have like a lot, like a lawn flamingo in there. So I like to, I like to curate kind of like unique quirky things that aren't super like, you can't just go get them at party city. You know, I I like, I like them to be a little bit more unique and kind of, and, and less is more. You don't really need a ton of stuff. The the focus (laughs) should be the amazing people in the photos. Right. Um, And if you're taking, if you're taking really good pictures, which we are, if you're taking really (laughs) good pictures, then you want them to be of the people. You don't want stuff all over their face. Yeah. I can't tell you how many of those photos I have in my, in my house. That's awesome. That's awesome. Feather boas and like big glasses and they're hilarious. And you know, you're usually pretty drunk when you get in there. Uh, Of course. You know, that's part of the fun. 
yeah. but yeah, I remember when I, the first time I ever, uh, you know, encountered one of these photo booths was, was at a bridal fair. I used to work at a spa a long time ago. So we do the bridal fair circuit. Yeah. Cool. And I remember thinking, wow, this is such a genius idea. And then probably six months to a year later, they were at like every wedding I went to. <laughs> they're, we're, yeah, they're literally at, it's kind of just like one of those things. It's like, okay, I've got my caterer. I've got my DJ. <laughs> now I need my photo booth. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep, totally. Exactly. Now are you, so this company is based in the LA area? Yeah. So we're based in LA. We have an office here in Los Angeles. I also have a sister office out in the Riverside area that services like Palm Springs, Inland Empire, Temecula, San Diego for me. And then yeah, our LA hub is yeah, like South Mid City area. And then yeah. Nice. You know. And what's the website? So people go check it out. It is www.theboothandbusco, like company.com. Okay. Theboothandbusco.com. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, as we all start to, you know, slowly get back, back to, to normal, normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and people, I, I know I have friends that postponed their weddings, you know, because of safety reasons, of course. And oh, yeah. totally. So I'm sure this is going to be in demand, you know, once, once everyone's feeling comfortable enough to resume their event plans. Yeah. Are you prepared for that? Like having maybe an onslaught of orders in the beginning? Oh, it's, it's already starting to come back. Like, yeah, people, I mean, typically we book out like six months to a year in advance. And because of the way it's worked, we've rescheduled probably 75 or 80 events from last year to this year. So we've already got an onslaught. Wow. <laughs> we've already got an onslaught of events. And yes, the inquiry, we're getting like, I don't even know, 20, cool. 20 to 25 inquiries a day for events. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I feel like the economy is going to you know, cause that's, that's a lot of concern on people's minds is, you know, oh, what's happening to our economy with everything. And I yeah. feel like it's going to come back even better just because we're all so tired of, you know, not partaking in the things that we used to and right. going out and eating and drinking and wine tasting and having events. So um, yeah. I feel like when it does become, you know, safe and, and healthy for everyone, I, I do think, I don't know, maybe I'm, it's optimism, but I do think the economy is going to just really have a huge boom. Hey, look, I'm an eternal optimist as well. So I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, yeah, I can't wait. I really can't wait. I'm excited for it to, yeah, I'm excited for it to all get back to normal. Yeah. Well, and then on, you know, there's always a silver lining for everything. I mean, being on a show that's on a streaming network like HBO Max, we, you know, you must have felt some sort of increase in viewership because of the pandemic, you know, on the flip side of things, because everyone's at home and watching television. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely think like people are super hungry for content and, you know, they're looking in all the places like, you know, the streaming services and social media and all that stuff. So yeah, I think it's definitely at least for voiceover and stuff. I think it's a good time to get eyes on projects and, and all that. Yeah, Nice. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, just a fun question. What is your favorite martial arts movie? Ooh, I know there's a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you mine. Mine is Ong Bak. Oh, awesome. That's a great one. Yeah. Tony Jaws, incredible. Okay. So le this is 
you said this is a fun, fun question. This yeah. is not fun for me. There's too many answers to this question. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because I, I have so many different sides of martial arts movies and that I don't put in the same category. For example, one of my all-time this this like if you're a true martial artist, you'll probably be like, oh my God, that's what you picked. <laughs> but one of my all-time favorite movies, and what makes a movie my favorite is usually nostalgia. Three Ninjas is one of my all-time favorite okay. nostalgic martial arts movies. But if we're talking about like a legit martial arts movie, right? I feel like Drunken Master 2 is got to be towards the top of my list. Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, that's a good one. Is probably equal to, if not, maybe a little bit more. We'll say, I'll say Kung Fu Hustle. I'll okay. say Kung Fu Hustle. Okay. Okay. Not, not, enter, not Enter the Dragon. Not enter the dragon, although fantastic movie. So good. Totally, yeah, I know totally you're right. There's it. there's a lot. There's too many. Yeah. Rumble but, in the Bronx. I I could watch anytime Rumble in the Bronx is on, I will watch Rumble in the Bronx. Right. Actually, fun fact, some of the the people who did the English dub of Rumble in the Bronx, yeah. <laughs> one of the guys, one of the guys in the English dub of Rumble in the Bronx is the voice director of Jujutsu Kaisen. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I to- had a total geek out nerd moment when I found that out. <laughs> so yeah. it comes full circle, right? <laughs> yep, totally. Awesome. Totally. No, but I get the nostalgia thing because we were watching like Bloodsport the other day. And, awesome. and the, mov- the movie is not that good, let's be honest. But but <laughs> but like the the, the But it was when we scene. first saw it. Yeah, and the fighting and stuff. But yeah. I remember watching it and we're like, was did we like it this much? Wait, wait <laughs> yeah. what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. Yeah, like yeah. There's all those like ones that are so bad now. American Ninja and the Kickboxer. <laughs> oh god. You know? yeah. And then like I don't know what was it? Kickboxer three or four? Where, where what's his name? What's his butt? Cody from Step by Step was now the Kickboxer. Do you oh, remember? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, what's his? His name's like Sasha something. I think. <laughs> I honestly couldn't even tell you. Yeah. No, Sorry. I loved Step by Step. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. And I was like, what? He's the kickboxer. Amazing. Yeah. And well, usually it was always like Dolph Lundgren was, was in them, right? Like yes. there was yes. always like the villain. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's right. I'd completely forgotten about the step-by-step guy being in that movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I love all those old movies. They're great. I, can, I could literally watch them anytime, just pop yeah. them on and I'm happy. Yep. Right. Yeah. I kind of want to watch them tonight now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on today. This has been a lot of fun. You're super, super nice. And I'm loving your show. Like I said, I'm not, I don't know that much about anime, but I watched the first episode and I really liked it. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep watching it. And so nice. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for checking it out. I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know, good luck to everything you do, especially with the business. I think that's awesome that you're, you're juggling so many different projects and doing it well. So come back anytime and you have to tell us, you know, in the future about your secret project that you can't talk about. Will do. Yeah, I'll make sure. I'll make sure you guys know. All right, everybody listening, go uh, go to HBO and check out Jujutsu Kaisen right now. It's streaming first season. Thanks so much, Adam. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. And we're back. That's right. We are back. Back in the saddle again. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys really, really enjoyed that as much as we did making it for you. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you got to go check out SpoilerVerse.com because at SpoilerVerse.com, we have a plethora. Plethora is such a, it's such a snobbish word. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> 
It's, it's a good word. It's, we have an obscene amount of oh, interviews obscene. with amazing directors and artists of all walks of life and editors and writers and oh my god are you a lover of comic books like we are and then there's so many. so many amazing people from the comic book world over at spoilerverse.com and I highly implore you to go there and check it out yeah and while you're there you can check out all the other podcasts on our network like Bridges and Geekdoms and Funny Book Forensics and Haphazard Adventures and Nerds from the Crypt and so many more Misery Point Radio episodes all the time Misery Point Radio has got a ton of great stuff out there go check all of them out and Check out all of the reviews and previews and articles we have going up every single day for you. Every day on Swillivers.com for you to check out, to read, and to love, and to like, and to comment. We have a store link. You want to help support the site? You do it two ways. One, go to our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash country, Or go to our store link in the middle of the site there and get a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie, something. Look fly as hell and help support the site when you do that because we get a dollar or two. And, you know, maybe you want to talk to us. If you do, you can do it obviously on all the socials. But if you go to scpod.us slash discord, you can join our public discord server and come chat with us all day long. I couldn't say it better myself, dude. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You just mouthed out a ton of information at once. And really, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing because we're working our butts off to bring it to you. We are. We are. I guess there's only one left thing. One left thing? Yeah. I'm going to go with it. There's only one left thing left to do. What's that? In an oceans of podcasts, we are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do, open the mind. And read more.